This is JFM Podcast. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset. Well, on J11.9 here in Jaws, we don't know what stories you're following, but uh, well, we're excited. And we thank you for choosing us to be your number one radio station in Plato, of course. Whole of Northern Nigeria, dear, uh, say that. Well, for our listeners, or listener rather, all over the world, we say thank you for hooking up, you know. And don't forget, you can get this program on our website, that is jfm.com, jfm.ng. And you can have this podcast, this uh, program as a podcast on your devices, uh, that is at jfm.ng um, slash podcast. That is after the www.jfm.ng slash podcast. Okbami Akinyore is right here, very much available. Good evening and how's it going? Well, good evening, Ponsa. Good evening, listeners. Oh, boy. The going is good and uh, we're gradually moving towards the end of the year. Uh, there were budget presentations in quite a few states in Nigeria today, Lagos State, Plateau State, and um, maybe we did the next couple of days. We would, you know, look into all this uh, situation. Like I told a friend this morning, uh, uh, whatever the governor of Plateau State decides to bring forward as an appropriation budget for 2021, uh, the Plateau people just want something different. I I watched the budget presentation for uh, Governor Ben Ayadi, and if you look at the sequence of the names of his budgets, <laughs> but I've forgotten the title of this. But I know this that one is for Blizz. I think blessing and Blizz. No, Blizz and blush. Blizz and blush. Yeah, yes. I remember this that. This season is Blizz and blush. Blizz and, and blush. Last year as some Olimpolo. So, okay, let me and the key thing for me is this policies, decisions, laws, whatever it is, it has to be about the people. Yeah. You're not serving yourself, you're not running government in isolation. So, whatever budget you have, whatever idea you have, and it is not the people friendly, keep it in your pockets. Yeah. I just hope that you know the Plateau State Governor would be ready to bring the Plateau people to the fore when it comes to giving them the basic of what they deserve. I've always said it Plateau State is a very lucky state because Plateau people barely demand from their government. Go to Lagos, go to other states. Every single penny that is paid as tax, they'll ask you what are you using it for. So, I mean, it does really basic the government can provide. So, we hope that 2022, uh, 2021 rather, will come with huge promises. But the government needs to set down the marker to know the direction we're following. Ponsak. Well, uh, we're talking, we're going to be talking about the budget today. Well, the, the governor today presented before the House of Assembly budget of 133.4 billion naira and declared that the state government got 16 billion naira uh, in revenue uh, from uh, January, I think, to August or September, you know, I, I was having lunch, you know, with some friends today, and they were saying that, ah, you know, we're talking about I said, no, relax. Maybe the governor, we don't know what he has done. Uh, we don't know what the state government has done. So uh, I feel that people should give some room uh, for doubt, you know, doubting uh, your perception and your beliefs. Abanisha, before, you know, uh, jumping into any conclusion whatsoever. And of course, we'll have an expert uh, that will help us. But the question we have on our show media platform is that how has the budget of 2020 impacted you? 
So speak for yourself. Maybe it has impacted you positively, negatively, or you don't know if the state government had even a budget. We do not know, but we just want to uh, have that, you know, to understand uh, that. And of course, we're going to talk about the state of the economy today. Yesterday, I think I have to, I really wanted to mention this yesterday. Uh, what does uh, the governor of Lagos say, Son do? He has repealed the law uh, directing that Lagos State past governors and deputy governors should be getting pension. Pensions. He mm. has repealed it. said, you know, they are no longer serving the uh, people of Lagos again. So taxpayers' money shouldn't go there. And I feel that uh, it is, if Lagos, by the way, is a very rich state. So if a state, a poor state or middle-class state like Plato will adopt that, I think that will go a long way, for example. Uh, you know, some state in the north, that will go, you know, a long way to save costs because I know that every a year or every four, four years, forecasts are being given to former mm-hmm. governors and deputy governors and then a certain amount based on the law that the state governor will enact before he leaves office and he has to, uh, you know, take it to the national, uh, state house of assembly and assent to it and then it becomes a law. But uh, Babajide Samolu said, look, we don't need it in Lagos. Uh, a few months ago, I, I saw that information, uh, uh, the, the breakdown of what former governors and former deputy governors of a lot of states in Nigeria gets in and it's just about the evil when you see such house of assembly uh, you know domesticating such laws mm-hmm. now for instance now maybe if uh, you're a former governor for instance in lagos or a former governor of any states and then you're a serving cabinet member or, or senator. president or, or senator. maybe you're a senator so you're collecting your pension as a former governor and you're still collecting salary based on the fact that you are in active service now where I, where I, where the thing became really confusing for me is this i thought it's the people that have uh, you know finished the compulsory year of service maybe 35 years that are entitled to to collect pension now so for somebody that served as a governor for four years then you collect pension for life and then you are collecting that one or perhaps maybe you're even a former military administrator you're still collecting pension from the nigerian military board you're collecting pension as a former governor you're collecting salary as a serving senator and you say you are part of the people that want to provide solution to the problem of this country isn't that ironical yeah well yeah well uh that's what they said former former this former that when you go for meetings i was the former this i was the former that the the former local government chairman aspirant not even candidates well like uh, that guy in Balso State, I was a former candidate. Oh, I was the former, almost became a governor. No, governor elects no, practicing no. swearing in. No, former, almost became a governor. I think that should make sense. <laughs> That I think sense. that's a new word. Yeah, former. former almost became governor. All right, so we have, you know, you can uh, join the conversation on our media platform. You can start posting and making your comment there. Don't forget to like and follow us on our media platform. We have an insert for you uh, from the Minister of uh, Finance. That is Hajia Zainab uh, Ahmed, you know, the budget presentation of uh, the, the National Assembly. So take a listen. I'll be right back. Stay here. Notice there is a trend, and that trend is not encouraging at all. And I want to to give us some clarification why it's like that. We notice that the parastatus and agency under your direct supervision are seriously underfunded. We want to know why. For instance, the Office of Accountant General, the Fiscal Responsibility Commission, 
when they came before us this afternoon with their budgets, we found out that there is nothing we can do, really, in terms of even looking at the budget, because the budget is just well defined. We saw the personnel, which I believe it is centrally controlled. We looked at the overhead and the capital. And looking at, for instance, let's take the Office of Accountant General, the sensitivity and the importance of that particular office. With the number of offices cut across this country and the state of their infrastructure across this country, we find out that it's not encouraging at all. And uh, we find it imperative that it is time we discuss this with you as a committee to let us know if there are issues. Why, like Office of Accountant General, that warehouse all the revenue of this country to have 483 million as its capital, with about seven, 37 state federal pay offices, with a very massive structure in this in Lagos that is in a serious state of disrepair and all other challenges put together, among which is that as we speak, our revenue is not on online real-time basis. In terms of revenue accruing to the government, there is no facility in place to monitor on this per second per second basis how this revenue flow into the account, which I believe that will greatly help, even though we have a TSA. But I'm sure that if you don't log into TSA, you might not know the status of the revenue. But I believe at this point in time, there is need for us to have something in that, of that nature in place. And uh, we find out that even the accountant general of the Federation cannot on the spot tell us what accrued to us on a second-per-second second basis. And that was as a result of underfunding. The Fiscal Responsibility Act is also in a very bad shape. And what that particular agency is saddled with, I believe, is very, very central to the objective of this administration. They are to monitor revenue accruing to the government of the Federation. And for them to monitor, I believe, the necessary facilities, the necessary tools to do this job must be given to them. We want to hear from you, ma, as your Committee on Finance, why do we have that trend concerning agencies or parastatas under your supervision? So there are a number of reasons, but the short one is this is consistent with what is happening globally. Every ministry, department, and agency that you meet will tell you they haven't got the resources that they need. Why is it so? It is so because resources are simply short. And uh, the Ministry of Finance cannot be an exclusion, uh, cannot be different from other agencies. And also, the Ministry of Finance cannot be said to be treating itself or should not even be seen to be treating itself different from others. We're trying to enforce uh, a situation where agencies are able to manage within the resources that are limited. And uh, we provide envelopes, which are like ceilings, following the MTEF that you passed. So we have a maximum expenditure within which we cannot budget. We do this distribution using some criteria as fairly as possible. And it is now up to each agency to decide that envelope, how best to use it. So if an agency decides that you, they, give, they were given 500 million and what they will do is to renovate a building, 
then that is their decision. It's not the Ministry of Finance that is deciding this is how you use your resources. Certainly, the Office of the Accountant General of the Federation is one of the most important institutions that we have. They house and manage some of the most critical IT infrastructure that we have for managing the finances of the country today. So we prioritize making sure that they have funding to maintain the GIFMIS and the IPPIs in tip working condition. The Accountant General now has to decide on the envelope they gave him whether his priority will be to renovate a building or maintain existing uh, structures. He has been saying time over time he needs to build new pay offices, uh, federal pay offices. Meanwhile, we have some existing ones that are in a very bad shape. So the choice is his, whether to build new offices or to renovate existing ones. And it's not an easy choice for our ministries, departments, and agencies. And it's even more difficult for the Ministry of Finance. We, are, we understand the need, but we're we're very limited uh, because of the resources. And we don't want a situation where our ministry or its agencies has treatment that is um, different from others because security is very important. So is health, so is education, so is agriculture, even as finance and treasury is important. So I wish there was more so that we could have done more for our own agencies, but we're simply limited. Yeah, well, there you have it there. I've been reading uh, the comments by me on social media. Um, let me read out to you what someone uh, via tweet, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter knows. Um, this what he said. We asked the question uh, about whether or not, like the impact. Okay, this what we have on Twitter. PMB recently announced Nigerians that they should expect a recession, but there wasn't any mention of how severe the recession will be. Governor Simon Bakola along today presented to the Plateau State House of Assembly the budget for 2021. And now the question is, how has the budget of 2020 impacted you? And then a Twitter user uh, at ResiBay8 buries. You know, the person said, help me ask him for my palliative. Let me come to Dr. Dagunda. You didn't complete it. The picture that the picture as, as a secondary the school girl. is what should pri- spin your... <laughs> a primary school girl just, you know, wave her hand up like this. this guy, I, mean, I, I don't care palliative. whatever you're saying. Just Give ask where the palliative is. Well, good evening, uh, Dr. Dagumdang, and thanks for coming. Good evening, and thank you for having me. I mean, what will you say about this joke? Today, the state governor presented uh, a budget of 170... Um, one, no, sorry, one hundred and thirty-three point four billion. Uh, that of last year, you know, was a region of uh, seventy. So one hundred thirty-three point four billion uh, budget proposal to the state house of assembly. Uh, well, the the appropriation bill comprises of forty-nine point five, forty-nine point five thirty-five billion. For capital expenditure, representing 37.12% of the total budget, while the capital expenditure uh, stood at 83.947 billion. Okay. Well, lots of comments already coming in from uh, Facebook. Uh, the people are, especially Shami, people are commenting on Shami. They have been saying that, look, you know, some saying that he's still expecting the budget for 2019. To reflect in his life, talk to us. How does the budget for before we talk about you know some of the issues in our economy in 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 depth? Talk to us about how 
<laughs> impactful, uh, so to say, is the budget on the life of the masses. And what will you say to the masses to make them understand that actually this budget is touching your life? So uh, maybe you are denying it or you're living in den- uh, denial, for example. Yeah. Um, good evening, listener. And uh, thank you again for having me. You know, the issue of budget in this country, I think the different perspectives to how uh, uh, the citizens view what budget is. Some view the budget to be a document or a proposal that uh, the money being packed there will be shared. And some feel that uh, probably is the money that will not impact on their businesses directly or whatever. So, but you see, budget is a projection as the name budget. So, we make projections of the following year spendings and also the expected revenue that will come in. So, and then if you are expecting to spend so, so, so amount from so, so, so revenue you're expecting to generate and you couldn't have the money, then definitely it will affect your budget. But in any case, what is the effect of a budget on the economy? Going by a question, because people are seeing that no issue have an impact. Yes, a budget should have an impact on the masses. And what is budget? You see, government government tries as much as possible to provide the enabling environment for the economy to move forward. So, and then how 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 do, how would government do that? Is by spending. And how- but what if, if they are spending and people are saying that, look, I don't feel the impact. Uh, take, for example, the Kose seller in uh, Tudungwada, mm. that is, you know, the uh, Tudungwada Park, for example, that maybe all of our life hasn't, I will tell you that I haven't felt any impact of this budget, you know, my life as a person, as an individual, because I've been into petty trading for over 15 years and my life hasn't gotten any better, for example. What would you say to convince that woman to say, uh, look, madam, maybe you are living in denial or you don't know that this is how the budget has impacted your life, for example? You see, how you really know whether the budget is impacting on your life is the issue of what has government done with the money. Government is supposed to not build infrastructure. If you're selling cozy into the water and government was able to not build a road where people can have access to come and buy a cozy, it means you have there's an impact of the budget on you. Okay. So if you're selling cozy into the water and the primary health center into the water there uh, 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 is in, in good shape and you have drugs and you have the doctors that are there based on the budget. If government has really spent, has bought drugs there, uh, I mean, bought personnel, qualified mm. personnel there, and by the time that you're sick as a cozy woman, if you get to the hospital, you you get your problem solved. Then it means that the budget has impacted on you. And then if you're a cozy seller too, and then you have good education because of the spending of government money, then it means you have an impact. So, but government cannot come and give you the money for you to do your cosy But providing business. infrastructure, infrastructure. pleasurable. So that is the enabling environment we're talking about. So that your business can thrive. So that your, 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 your residency, because you reside in Jos, will be better. Your cars will not have problem with bad roads. Mm. And uh, because... You are you are you are, you are resident in in, in in Plateau State. So whatever government is spending, it, it is to make life better, and that's why, you know, the clear way of looking at 
economic development is look at that UNDP Human Development Index, talking about how well are you being educated, how good yeah, do you yeah, have the health capacity, and then how well you fit based on the income, the income you have. So based on three parameters, education, health, and income, because you must have a job, you must have something that you're doing to generate income for you. Okay. So if you generate good income, and you have good health facilities, and you have good education, then your, the human development index is increasing. Let's talk about uh, this budget of Plateau State 133 and the capital expenditure expected 83 billion. Are you optimistic about that, uh, representing more than uh, that is, you know, 37 percent, for example, of the um, um, entire budget that is for capital expenditure? Are you happy with that? And recurrent, uh, recurrent expenditure uh, is that. Okay, uh, forty-nine billion. Are you basically what's your thought about the uh, capital expenditure, the budget basically of, of the See, state government? Twenty twenty-one budget mm, that has been that is appropriation bill being forwarded to the House of Assembly yeah. as presented today by the governor has about sixty-three percent of the total budget to go to recurrent, recurrent, yeah, and then thirty-seven percent to go to capital expenditure, which is a capex. So now, that's 49.5 billion. You see, I have mentioned something to you. I said how the Kose seller will feel the impact of the budget. Mm -hmm. It is when you have the infrastructure, when you have good roads, when you have good health facilities, when you have good education. That is how the Kose seller will feel the impact. So what am I saying? The capex, the capital expenditure, which is the infrastructure, will now make the courses allowed to have the impact. And then we have 37% to go to that place that the ordinary citizen will have an impact. Ponsak, you're working with JFM, you are an PME, mm. and you end your salary here. Mm. You are not part of the 83.9%, which is the recurrent. Mm. So how do you feel the impact of the budget? You only feel the impact of the budget if the road to your house is being tarred. You feel the impact of the budget if your child can go to a very good school or you you can advance even in your education. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the basic education, which is your child up to nine years, basic basic and compulsory education. If your child can have that, then we say that you feel the impact of the budget. You feel the impact of the budget if you go to Plateau Hospital and you have Medicare. But now, the 83.9 billion, which is the 63%, you can never have impact of that. So that is why... The argument all the time, and to us that are academics, that are researchers, I have a paper that I've conducted on mm-hmm. public capital expenditure, the effect of it on uh, uh, employment insecurity. So, but the fact that most of the studies will now tell you capex capital expenditure is the one that drives the economy. If you want to, if you want to drive your economy, if you want to grow the economy, you have to spend on capital expenditure. I just gave you that simple example with the Kosi woman. By the time they have the infrastructure, you, that you're in the private sector, and those petty traders, and so they will have impact. The budget will have impact on them. But you're spending more on recurring. You're spending more on paying salaries. You're spending more on uh, trips. Running government. Running government. So now you're spending more on running government. What are you generating? You see, yeah, but the living, argument here, the, the what, governor said that they've generated 16 billion, for example. Yeah, the 16 billion that was generated uh, between January and September, yes, is commendable. 
but there are some components. Yeah, but the, you know, they, uh, like I was sharing with my friend, mm-hmm. and we're having a conversation in house. They said that well, we had COVID nineteen, we had a lockdown more than three months. Government was shut down. Civil service, civil servants weren't going to work. All businesses were shut down. So they were saying that where was the economic activity, you know, for into Iran? And it was just expenditure, expenditure, expenditure at the time because government had to take care of uh, those who came down with COVID nineteen. Uh, government had to do decontamination. Uh, well, the speculated figure is pegged at five hundred billion uh, million, but there's it's not something definite. There was there hasn't been any official communication in that regard. It's just speculative. And then you have you know health workers who complain at the time that their hazard allowance is just I think a thousand naira, two thousand, two thousand naira, and then the deficit in healthcare. And they are saying uh, state government should employ more. So they were arguing that look, but I told them that have some benefit of doubt uh, if the government said maybe they have superior logic or what I do know is that numbers are highly predictable and they don't lie and that is why one plus one in my village is the same as one plus one in America yeah, you see the amount generated the IGR generated within uh, the month of January to the September. month of September see that's why I said there is a component a huge component there that, you know, sorry to say that, you know, sometimes when you're reporting, uh, but I think when even the chairman was reporting, he mentioned something that I think maybe journalists are not really clear about it. Please explain to us. Yeah, There is a component that came from audit, tax audit. So it was an amount that was supposed to come to the state some years back. You know, they conducted audit. The Internal Revenue Service conducted audit. But on we talked about this, I think it was last year or the, yeah, like, it, the they, year before. Been, yeah. been, well, been we paid. talked about it. Yeah. You were the one who explained that yeah. to us. Yeah. So, and that is why the federal government is paying in tranches. Oh, okay. Do, do you get the point? Yeah. The last time it was 2.1 or so. 2.1, yeah. So no, 2.2, I remember. 2.2, yeah. But this number, I think, is about, I'm not too sure, 5 point something. A very good amount. Billion, okay. uh, you understand? So it's very, very good amount, 3 point something, I cannot remember. So it's the effort of the State Internal Revenue Service. They conducted their tax So it audit wasn't really like this year. Which what the idea of the state government to do to increase the. No, 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 no. It wasn't it was, the idea. It was, an, it was an audit done on federal MDAs. Resident in Plateau. Resident in Plateau. In 2010, or I think 2000, and, some years back, mm. is that 2008 to 2012? Mm. That's audit. So now we have the liability. So now with the uh, uh, Personal Income Tax Act 2011, that has given the Office of the Accountant a mandate to deduct at source for all these MDs that. A resident in Plateau. Resident in Plateau, that their liability owing liability to state governments to deduct and pay the state governments. So that is what happened. So now the Office of the Accountant General deducted from source of the amount to be, uh, I mean, uh, uh, given to these MDAs and they remitted to states. Yeah, will you describe it as the uh, mischief, what the uh, state government is trying to do if they say IGR? Because what you are explaining to us is is tax, basically. No, it's IGR. IGR is tax is IGR. No, but the question is, it wasn't... If you say IGR, for me, a layman, IGR is something that you do, economic activity to increase your revenue. Okay, let me uh, basically, you, yeah. uh, IGR is internally generated revenue yes. of a state. Yeah. So internally generated revenue has two components. It's like tax revenue or non-tax revenue. Okay. 
the non-tax revenue are just fees, fines, you know, court fines, uh, fees you pay, registration fee, uh, land land charges, land charges. Uh-huh. These are the non-tax. <laughs> so they are they, they are all components of IGR. So the component that the state internal revenue service uh, collects is tax, whereas other MDAs they collect the non-tax. So what we are talking, what we are saying is, is IGR. The amount that came is IGR, but it came this year, and that's why they are counting it for this year. The only thing is that people don't take the amount without looking at the components. And then I think the chairman of the revenue service really explained the components. But you see, it's not really mischief. But our report. If you re- if yeah. you if you decide I mean, to this take it challenging way. journalists, you are saying journalists. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm so thankful the explanation is very clear now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you have you know something further to say on, because at the end of the day, the um right now the labor in Plateau has given ultimate seventy two hour ultimatum to mm. the uh, state government mm. to pay implement minimum wage. The governor made pronouncement that look, I'm going to pay. one well, unfortunately, COVID nineteen and all of what happened uh, during this year, you know, maybe it's making the state government um, constrained at this time, you know, to pay it up. Do you foresee, based on your economic, you know, forecasting, uh, a industrial? A fisticuff, so to say, between labor and the executive, that's the government. I think if there's one government that has enjoyed a romance with labor, is this government. I think labor has been so magnanimous in the listening to government. And uh, it's so good because I think, um, as uh, it has been said, Governor Lat, every month they have their lads. So probably that is the reason. But they've that not got. Pre- I learned that uh, some some of them are crying. Uh, so now it. now you know because the, 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 there was a pronouncement that the minimum wage will start by October. Yeah. So and the October salary is the one that has not been paid. I think so. So because the component of the the increased component is what is expected by labor. Mm. So that has not been done, and that is the little fight that they are having. But I believe they will definitely resolve uh, someday, mm. uh, maybe very soon, I'm not too sure. But uh, you see, the whole thing is that, to me, I would now say that when you compare with other states, uh, I'm not speaking for government, but I think mm. uh, on issue of salaries, mm. consistency in, in, in paying salaries, I think uh, you can give it to the government. So, but except the issue of maybe the the minimum wage, in which if they but, will start by that October, yeah, they'll be one of the first states. October is gone. Mm, Octo- no, definitely, but they've not paid the October, and they can pay the arrears too. Okay, but, uh, but Nolge is also saying that there's local government uh, employees. They're saying that they want minimum wage too, for example. But the question is, considering the wage bill of the state pegged at over two billion naira every month. Do you think the state government has the capacity to implement the minimum wage and still pay and still do uh, infrastructure that will benefit the generality of the uh, population, not you know only uh, less than fifty thousand in four million people, for example? Uh, and that is why you see the recurring expenditure has that amount, eighty-three point nine billion. I will tell you. I will tell you the recurring uh, about the recurring. Recurring expenditure has basically three components: personal cost, which is the salary, mm. overheads which is uh, spending on trainings and so on and so forth, and fueling mm. and so on and so forth. Then that is the service-wide food. Uh, so these are the three components. So now, if, because I think on the average, before the minimum wage now, I think on the average, uh, government spends around $42 billion 
every year thereabout. Uh, no, sorry, 20, uh, 20, 20, uh, no, for 20 something, rather, 20 something billion. That is in wages. 24 in wages, in okay. the personal cost. Personal cost. Okay. Uh-huh. So, but I think definitely to definitely go up now, and that's why you're seeing uh, having almost 83.9%. So, the whole thing is that spending on human capital is not bad. But what can you get from the human capital you're spending on? I'll tell you something about our government. Quality population over quantity. Perfect. Okay. So now I'll tell you something about uh, Nigerian government. I know last year or thereabout, uh, there was unemployment in NNPC. People were employed, but do you know that up till this moment, they've these not guys have duty. They've not resumed. They've not given them appointment letters. No, they've given them appointment letters. Okay. They are collecting salaries. Okay. But no jobs. But they've not been allocated. No jobs. So what do we call that? What do we call that? No, uh, so, so that is that is the whole thing. What is that? L- let me tell you another 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 story again. Um, is it remote sensing or so? They employed sometimes back, but most of them, no job, but they've been paid salaries. So if, you, if because what we have is politically motivated employment in this country, you've not really segregated to see which jobs are not being done that you're trying to employ for people to come out take over these jobs. You just ah, no, I need 400 people. I need to employ. No, the jobs just are more. Uh, political scores, that's just it. Well. And you just employ. And when after empl- employment, you don't give them the job. Okay, now, uh, before you continue, uh, the, the, uh, the name or the title of this year's budget, as pre- next year's budget as presented by the governor today is a budget of economic recovery and consolidation of inclusive infrastructural growth. I think that's the key word I'm interested in, infrastructural growth. Uh, now, b- budget, budget of economic recovery, mm. inclusive growth, mm. and infrastructure consolidation. Okay. Now, the education sector is taking about 6.12 billion, health sector 7.2 billion, works 6.7 billion. Now, uh, a lot of people had listened to us, they've been listening to us now, and they would ask you, how in heaven's name am I supposed to make a meaning or get an understanding out of all of these budgets? The times are really difficult now, and they are, you know, silent and whispers of possibility of maybe a second wave of COVID-19, maybe there could be lockdown, just conversations around. As a typical plateau person that is looking for means of survival, what hope should I put on this budget that, just like you said, I'm a private sector earner, I'm not getting anything from the government, but as a plateau person, what hope should I have in the budget? Perhaps, maybe all the portals on the plateau will be fixed, there won't be traffic, perhaps I can walk through a primary healthcare center and get drugs. Are these enough reasons for me to be hopeful for the performance of next year's budget on the plateau? Yeah, the whole thing is that let's be hopeful that probably the 49.5 billion will be adequately utilized so that the government will have value for the money spent. So value for money is very, very important in this sense. And how do you get the value for money? Make sure that there is efficiency in constructing or in carrying out those uh, projects. There is uh, effectiveness in carrying out those projects and there's economy. So we have to, like, you know, definitely. They, I'm, I'm just mentioning those those things that happen theoretical to Nigerian, you know, perspective. You know, unless if you have a, a project that is being monitored by all these development partners, that is where you have the three E's. But uh, 
mostly state government executed projects at all over inflated mm. so you find that efficiency is even gone there economy is even gone there so you can have the effectiveness that is to achieve the targets but at a very huge amount so in which there's no economy there and you find that the costs might be so high so there's no so why is it there. difficult for nigerians to monitor budgets at the start of this year president Buhari came out to say that uh, the 10.38 trillion that was approved before the pandemic struck anyways uh, that there's going to be a monthly appraiser that people can check okay this is the breakdown for the budget uh, of the budget for the month uh, this is what we spend but hey, the pandemic came in and obviously altered all the plans but it's a new year and we are trying to be hopeful that the year will be better but how do you think the government or uh, the government should ask questions as regards how much of these monies are being spent or how they are being spent you talked about effectiveness as delivery of these budgets i mean i can tell you that a three kilometer road for instance shouldn't take maybe 18 million and if you look at the budgets it could take as much as maybe 45 million and then even after paying the 45 million the contractors will not even complete the project now how do you think the citizens can continue to hold these politicians or the policymakers in this case accountable vis-a-vis the issue of social media clampdown at the moment i mean it's one particular avenue that over the last few months people had brought out i have a friend in ondo states that is is getting details and every single uh, uh contract that's been awarded to legislators both the senate and the reps is putting it on social media so if it concerns your constituency there's a contact email and a phone number then you ask them where these projects are what do you think should be our push now when it comes to asking for budget implementation in this country or probably on the plateau. See, um, Nigeria is a system in which a system is made up of institutions. Our problem is that the institutions are not working. So let me tell you about the budget process or let me tell you about public financial management. Budget is being initiated by the Ministry of uh, finance, budget and economic budget. planning, whatever. Some they have Ministry of uh, Budget economic and Economic Planning. planning. Mm-hmm. Some have budget of, uh, Ministry of Finance only. So after initiating, because they now give you the budget circular, you feel from the all the MDAs, you feel everything, the package presented at the uh, State Executive Council. After presenting, if they are okay with it. They present it to the House of Assembly. The House of Assembly pass it as a law. So, and uh, that is why we said you cannot spend outside the budget. You, what you are spending as government must be budgeted. Ideally, for. yes. If you spend outside the budget, it's an imp- imp- impeachable offence. And that's why I found that mm, there, there are some issues. Sometimes they spend, and you see them rushing to take supplementary, so and they can justify. <laughs> yeah, to, to justify. So after passage of the bill, and governor. Ascends to it. Ascends to it. It becomes a law. So now, the execution is being made by the executive arm. Mm-hmm. So all MDS will execute. So now, as I'm telling the institutions, next thing, the accountant general accounts for all the spendings of all the MDS. When he accounts for it and writes a report, the financial report, he submits the financial reports, the financial statements to the auditor general. That is the institutions I'm telling you. So now the Auditor General will now audit. The Auditor General has the power under the Constitution, Section 125 of the Constitution, 
that is for the uh, 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 general uh, for the state, but just for the federation section 85 of the constitution. So his appointment is based on the constitution, constitutional provisions, and his duty is based on that. He carries out the audit. What can what even investigation? So he, he can carry out the audit and submit his report to the House of Assembly. So the House of Assembly, the members are the representative of the people. If I can, you know, equate it to a co- corporate uh, uh, organization, you have shareholders. So you present your financial statements to the to the, to the audit, audit auditor audits, and he will now give his mm. uh, report to the shareholders. So now the members of the house are standing as the representatives of the shareholders of this uh, 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 entity called Plateau. So now they ask, they have power under Section 88 of the Constitution, that is the House of Assembly, to carry out any investigation. So when they receive the audited accounts of the state, they have the Public Accounts Committee, which is constitutional. That is one committee of the House that is constitutional. Then they are expected to carry out further investigation based on the queries raised. Yeah. Audit report. Very good. So they are supposed to understand for the people. So what you're saying that how will the people now know? The members are supposed to now stand for the people and make sure that what they've passed as the budget is on ground. has been spent and is on ground. Mm. They are supposed to carry out. But you find that now, even when you when an MTA is coming for defense, you find that when they ask questions, they ask questions, envelopes follow. Mm. When the audited account is submitted, they don't even carry out the investigation. These are people that are afraid of even getting, getting experts because to me, public accounts committee is one strategic committee that can make the country move forward. If they ensure that, yes, what has been passed, yes, money has been spent on it, and then the actual money has been spent on it, we will go somewhere. Let's, so let's, that, let's that, is, that, is, that is the perspective that the system has Should designed. That the, the system has designed but that the people can act. We're running in contradictions to that. So, and that is why, if at all the citizens know what is supposed to be done, they can recall this. Their members, they are representing them to know how this budget is being spent. So, if they don't check the executive how these monies are being spent, recall them back. Okay. Well, recall is very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> We're opening up the conversation in case you just join us. Uh, we've been asking Dr. Dagom Dang. He's a development economist, chartered accountant. He's a lawyer. In case you don't know, he's a lawyer. I mean, he's uh, he's everything in one. Uh, that's the best way to put it. I don't want to start mentioning his qualifications so that uh, I'll miss one or I'll uh, ignore one. Uh, you can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at JFM Jones, on Facebook, JFM Live. And of course, you can follow this on any, like on our website, uh, from any part of the world. You can call 0909 884 8848 or you call 0905566699. If you're calling out of the country, you have to uh, use the country code, which is plus 234. Let's start taking your tweet. Nosnyango Gomjohn is saying, Sorry to say, uh, apart from salary, I don't know exactly what the Governor Lalong have done. Every year we have budget running into billions, but the life of a typical plateau man is that of suffering and pains. Those monies are just for some few individuals. Uh, no impact at all. Steven is saying, I'm co- I constantly feel sorry for this state. 2020 budget had no impact. The complaint will probably be the COVID-19. I'm not optimistic about the 2021 budget. I hope we don't get looted as a people. 
this is coming from Hajit Slim. He's saying, what happened to the budget of 2020? I've not seen any project in Planto State. We can borrow anything in this Nigeria. May God help us uh, stop the payment of retired so-called governors and senators. Gotham's son and brother, uh, brother is saying, provision of enabling environment without infrastructure was the one scheme this government have put in place for the youth and the women. The youth government is spending and making impact on the selected few. Aaron Fisayo is saying, thanks guys for always giving us quality information plus great analysts. I have said it before that there's no budget because there's no survey or data collection and analysis to determine how they come about the unexplainable amount government always come up with. Proudly Nigerian youths, uh, hashtag NSAS now is saying, I want to believe the Plato State government reviews its implementation of the budget performance every year. If the budget impacts on the people's life, it is not government that come out to state what they have done. Majority of the people within the state will let them know. Ralph DKLS is saying, this government will spend money and would even bother to return the remaining change back to the treasury. Corruption, you say. Gotham's son and brother is saying, let's be more practical and let the guest speaker mention the errors the government have made impact in the past five years without stating principles they have not um, implored. Probably Nigerian youth is saying, even the hazard allowance, you can research to see if it's all health workers entitled to eat uh, that gaunted. Uh, Ralph is saying, try send the guy. Okay. This one is not for us. Josie Larison, uh, intrigues and greed has always been their bedfellow to the extent that the government celebrates salary payment as if it's a privilege and not a right. As long as recurrent expenditure exceeds capital expenditure, we will only be casting our pearls among swines. Johnston uh, Kiplaka is saying, I've been tracking the 2018 capital, ex capital expenditure of the state government and most of the projects were not executed. The public officers I contacted uh, blame it on Pounce of Funds. Just about 12 government libraries in Chandam and Pangshin, amongst other infrastructure, are uh, an eyesore and he sent a picture. Well, interesting. Prince Noel is saying the impact of the budget was not felt at all. You can go through the state. Most of the roads were better in 2019 than 2020. Uh, okay, um, the performance of the previous budget is very poor. Mr. Lalong needs to step up. And he's quoting a, a very important tool, udeme.ng. is owned by Premium Times. You can go there to track any you know expenditure you have. Well, Okpemwe will take us through some Facebook comments and then we are stuck, uh, taking phone calls. Uh, from Iyima Bulus, and he says, what is the problem with FG and IPPIS? Uh, there must be something fishy, which is not why the federal government would continue forcing it on civil servants. ASU rejected it, ministries rejected it, and now Pengasan are rejected it. If the federal government really mean well for its workers, why is it not? Uh, why not implement it on Senate and the ministers? Albert Dagza says, "Did you just say PMB announced to Nigerians that we should expect recession? Uh, were we out of the recession before, or we are to expect a different dimension of recession?" Okay. Uh, T.J. Manari says, injustice is familiar, recurring feature of the Nigerian experience. Uh, the fractured nature of our public, of our republic, means that to survive, we are constantly performing our social, our society because of our survival depends on it. Ethnicity and religion are the two major identities that Nigerians generally hold the most. Society owes each of us a debt in that is obliged to provide for us an enabling environment for members of that society to thrive. Saeed Shamsidin says uh, there will be recession, uh, but with that, would that make our government cut down its running costs? Are we even serious as a nation? Well, a budget that costs 
that the cost of running governance was given much allocation. Ali uh, Muazu, I didn't get a message. Well, Moses Yaro says PMB statement is tentative because it makes the pronouncement on imminent recession but forgot to mention whether it will last longer or not. The 2020 budget on the plateau has been a mere proclamation of gambled figures which didn't transcend into reality. No infrastructure development, zero employment, decayed education, no positive achievement at all. May God come to our aid. Stephen Ash says it's obvious that our dear governor has nothing to offer he didn't even emphasize on what basis we are just in trouble in these states uh, this country is only god that is going to save us this is nigeria Izang at sea Ezekiel Omorigwe says, we are spending so much on recurrent rather than capital project. No nation can grow with that. Is that time we cut down the cost of governance? At the end, they will borrow to finance the budgets. Okay, Rotning Lepkak says, uh, the 2020 budget is only concerned about recurrent expenditure, zero capital expenditure, and I hope 2021 will be better. Louis Ifain says, as long as I'm concerned, budget presentation in Nigeria is an insult to the citizens of this country. They should stop deceiving us. Isaac Sam says, my worry with the budget is the capital expenditure that is always a major. How can such a budget stimulate the economy? I think states should think out of the box. Relying on federation allocation is like begging that they should be diversified. An economy that runs its budget on deficit should not pay pension to ex-governors. I think okay, we should take in our phone calls so that uh, our heads will not be chopped off. Hello and good evening. Answered or pay me and your gifts. Good evening. Talk to us. You have a minute. We're glad you call. What's your name, sir? Please go ahead, sir. Um, your guest have said it. Sincerely speaking, we should pray for God to intervene in all that we are facing in this country today. Because had it been, we know that this government would have. Uh, done this kind of things with the looted funds that they have collected from people, it's better for them to leave it to them. Because now we have not seen anything that they are doing with these funds. Any day we hear the figures but no anything to show for it. Look at now that they say that they have uh, employed 774,000 people. In my own words, I can authoritatively tell you, those people that got it that form, they are not, they are people that cannot show their, their class certificate, living school certificate. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, uh, Aziz, please. So, We're going to cut you from here because we want to get, uh, the time was short for audience. Please be here with us. Thank you for your understanding. Appreciate. Well, appreciate. Please, if you call, you can, even if it's 30 seconds, just say what you want to say. We don't b mind if you didn't uh, say, if you don't say hello to us. Hello and good evening. Hello? Yes, good evening. Good evening, Pastor. Yeah, yeah we're glad. Uh, good. Uh, we're glad you called. Please go ahead, sir. I'd like to ask you, Pastor, you want an interview with your consent, General, when you are in CCTFM. Okay. And you asked him about the issue of experience. He said 500 million have been spent on that very particular budget for that year. So I'd like to know is it that there's a verification of that in the current uh, uh, budget? Did you repeat it again? I'd like to be clarified. I mean, that is a great question. That, that, that is a great question. 
that is a great question. I'll, I'll try my best to ask the AJ again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello and good evening. Okay, I think this is the much phone call we're going to take for uh, tonight. Uh, well, but if we have any comment that you skip on Facebook, I think it's going to be fair uh, for us to take maybe two. Then our guests will give a response and then we'll call uh, off the show. Okay, uh, let me continue. Let me try and see if I can continue from where I Just stopped. maybe two, for example. Okay, Sambo Ninman says, The budget implementation has been a problem of this country. This budget presentation is just a Photoshop on how to lose our money. Eric Yam says... Since the inception of his administration, nothing tangible can be seen as infrastructures. If not, show if not, just show me one industry that have been done that la long that would benefit the people. That just a government of marking time. Okay, you said okay. Two. Yes, too well, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dagom Dang. Yeah. The president mentioned that uh, Nigeria should expect anticipated recession. How severe will it be? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Already PYC, PWC, that is PricewaterCoopers, said unemployment is karaoke to 30%. Why not? Uh, is, is it um, as at second quarter Q2, where the economy has contracted by minus 6.1%, and uh, the World Bank has projected or predicted that Nigeria will end up this year with minus 3.1%. Uh, whereas IMF uh, predicted we're going to end up uh, our economy minus 5.4 percent. So, and then we're expecting the Q3 report from the Nigerian National Bureau of Statistics that we know that it's going to be a negative figure, in which that is when we pronounce that we are on recession. So, but you see, the World Bank report has it that globally, the global economy will contract by 5.2 percent, which is the worst since the Great Depression. That is since. The 1920s. Second, very good. After the Second World War. Mm -hmm. You know, after the Second World War, we went into the Great Depression. And uh, that's when we, the economy has gone into depression. But now it's recession. So the World Bank is saying that after this year, we're going to experience about 5.2% contraction in the global economy, which is the, which is, uh, uh, the deepest recession since the Second World War. Mm. So, and then Nigeria, too. We, 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 in fact, the World Bank said minus... 3.1%. So even that, we are expecting economies to contract different economies. US, uh, USA, uh, USA, it is uh, projected that they're going to be on minus 6.1% and so on and so forth. Euros, Euro area, Euros are 9.1% contraction. So now, we are expecting the economy to definitely go down. And that is why you find that for the federal budget, they said budget of economic recovery. For the state government, they said budget of economic recovery because it is expected we we'll go into recession. So we have to work and see. So how you're we saying can that we should save more money to buy onions? Yeah, so to say, you see, recession, right now recession, you recession is saying that the economic activities are low. That is just the meaning of recession. Okay, they are lower than how it should, okay. so it has gone into negative. So, by and large, that is the issue. But you see, the good thing about the plateau state budget, I'll tell you, is that I think there's a there's a court case that I think the state governments have the state governments from the north that 13 percent derivation is now given on it? solid minerals. Yeah, we so got it. It is part of the components of yeah, the revenue yeah. the revenue components of the budget we got we got mm -hmm. that money thank you very much mm -hmm. unfortunately no final word for you stay tuned to the news top of the hour six o'clock thank you very much for your patience and the audience you granted us have a good evening bye now jfm podcast be in tune with what is happening